Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate that many issues that your accountant deals with are multifaceted. Therefore, a holistic accountant's job is really to not only help you improve your business, but also help you improve your personal financial position. Before we get started today, I'd like to ask two favors. Firstly, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it amongst friends or colleagues that you think will all equally get some value from it uh, and or leave a rating where you listen to this podcast. It would help us tremendously. Secondly, if there are any topics that you're interested in, uh, please let us know. There's an email address in the show notes that you can just drop us a quick email and ask us to present on a particular topic. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so today Mina and I would like to talk about how to tell whether your accountant isn't doing a good job or not. And it's a it's a really difficult thing to tell, particularly if you don't really understand what your accountant's doing. And also you don't know what you don't know until you know it, of course. Uh, so to uh, make an assessment can be quite difficult. Uh, I, we find that poor quality accountants tend to fall into sort of two categories. Uh, the first category is the the category of accountant that realises they might not be so fantastic at their job uh, and their fee levels reflect it. So it, that is that they're quite cheap. Um, and the problem with a, a really cheap accountant is you get what you pay for. Uh, part of the challenge with adding value for or adding value to clients is finding the time to really take a high-level review of a client situation, ask yourself questions like, what can they do better? Is this the right thing to do? If all you're doing, if you don't have that time and space and all you're doing is rushing to the next job just because you've set the fee level too low, of course, there's never going to be any scope to really add value. So that's kind of the first category of of poor quality accountant. The second category of accountant or poor quality account is one that charges a premium. So they're either on, they tend to be on either ends of the spectrum, really cheap or quite expensive. And the problem there is that you're paying a premium, but you're not getting a premium service. And in a way you're paying twice because you're paying a higher fee uh, and they're missing opportunities for you to be able to minimise tax or optimise your situation or really receive any sort of value-added uh, advice and so forth. So it, it can be difficult. So sometimes we use, in the absence of any other way of measuring quality, we often use price as an indicator. Uh, and in fo- unfortunately, I guess what I'm saying, when it comes to an accounting relationship, price isn't always a great indicator. We've seen situations where clients are paying double the fee, twice as much as what they should, uh, and getting really half the value and a, a little bit of a, a challenge. So I guess we then, Mina, we look to other ways of kind of measuring or indicating whether a, an accountant's not doing a great job, and maybe you can take us through some of them. Yeah, definitely. So being in the industry for a long time now, <laughs> um, I, we tend to find certain repetitive errors that we for um, when it comes to you know identifying whether your accountant is doing a good job or not. The first one is how your business is uh, structured. Sorry. Yep. Um, so, for example, um, you could have a company um, operating your business, but the shares of that company or the units in your unit trust that's operating uh, your business are owned by you personally. Now. That's it doesn't make sense in terms of you know estate planning. It doesn't make sense in terms of business succession. Um, it has no. Uh, it doesn't even make sense tax wise because yep. you're going to end up with all the profits in your in your personal name, paying the highest marginal tax rate. 
Um, the second thing we tend to find is that there's no distribution strategy and no investment strategy. And I think this is yep. where, where you come into play as well, Stuart, is that, you know, we find companies with a whole bunch of returned earnings in them. That's an asset protection risk for one. And number two, there's no clear direction of what to do with those funds. So you can end up having a whole bunch of Division 7A loans, which are interest-bearing, um, or and you basically have the, or have the money stuck in the actual company. It's really not a case of uh, something you need to think about at May or June every year, is it? I mean, you've really got to have a strategy, so a longer-term strategy on how are you ultimately going to start distributing profit. And I guess what we're saying here is if you've got a trading company or trust or whatever it might be, a trading entity that has a lot of cash in it and retain profits, it can be a, a sign that you know you don't have that distribution strategy and and all you're doing is delaying a, a tax problem or compounding a tax problem, which makes it even worse. Yeah, that's right. And the third thing that we typically find is that there's no exit strategy. So when we know that clients are winding up businesses or you know looking at selling a business down the track, there needs to be discussions well and truly in advance um, as to how you're going to structure that, who's your potential buyers and how you're going to do it, whether it's going to be an earn-out arrangement of such or is it going to be a straight sale, um, are you still going to be involved in the business? Um, how's it going to work in terms of your retirement? You know, all these kind of conversations we tend to find that, you know, if you're, if you're not having these conversations with your accountant, then there's, there's a bit of a problem. Yeah, and this came to light more recently. I was working on a client um, and he just mentioned, you know, he wanted to sell his business within he, – he's not actually a client of ours, a, a friend, a family member, in fact – He's going to sell his business in five years' time. And then we got talking about different things, uh, worked out that, in fact, he could um, – uh, well, firstly, that his business was poorly structured, um, which was kind of a good thing because it gave us an excuse to fix the structure. And if we fixed the structure in advance, we, if we fixed it now and there was a, a very small window of opportunity for him to be able to do that, and if we fixed it now in advance of him selling the business – it would save him, I think it was about $950,000 in tax. So almost an extra million dollars in his pocket um, just by making sure uh, that, that things are structured and that people are thinking a little bit further in advance, not just really year to year. And certainly his accountant's really poor. So in a way, it's worked in his advantage, I guess, at least to this point, but it should never have uh, should never have got there. So... What do you do if you think your accountant's struggling or you don't feel like you're, you know, you're, you're getting the right advice from your accountant? Well, it's tempting to think that you can just go to another accountant and say, look, review my stuff and, and give me a list of things that, that are a problem. The reality is that most accountants aren't going to want to do that. It's time consuming um, and most accounts are really focused on looking after ongoing clients rather than doing piecemeal work. And the last thing you want to do is start picking a fight with another accountant and have them on the phone uh, to you sort of complaining about what you've said and why you're wrong and why you're right and so forth. I think a much better way of doing it is to really follow your gut. If if there's some signs there that your accountant's not doing a great job, then the likelihood is they're probably not doing a great job, in which case go and get you yourself a referral to another accountant. So I would seek out someone in a similar position to you that's really happy with their accountant and ask them who they're using and, and get a referral that way. Uh, and then when you meet that new accountant, the chances are that your gut feeling, as I said, are right. 
But when you meet that new accountant, you can say, look, I want to switch. Here's all my stuff. What do you think? Where are the holes? What what would you be doing differently and why? Uh, and then that, I think that's a really good entree and a really good way to start, begin a relationship. Uh, and it reaffirms, you know, whether you should be switching as well. Uh, and I find that approach to be uh, really the best way. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, until next week, bye for now.